gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303, episode 99, the one before 100. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us intern Eve. How are you doing this evening, Nick? The penultimate. I think that's the first time in my life that I've ever used penultimate in the correct context. The penultimate episode of Room 303. Somebody's going to text us in our group chat and be like, you didn't use it right. Uh, hopefully. Uh, I always use penultimate when I'm describing my favorite pen. Right. Yeah. Luigi, you're a history teacher. You're not an English teacher, so you have no opinion on this matter. Yeah, he can't spell. Uh, let's check in on E. How are you doing this evening, E? Uh, doing good. I just want to remind everybody, uh, make sure you get those questions in for next episode. Uh, want to make sure I have a chance to get everybody's questions asked, so make sure you send them on over. Yeah, that's actually a good note of housekeeping. Shit, this intern's really stepping his game up. Lately. Man, what happened to uh, E? Because this new dude is good. Yeah, this this dude is not the same guy. It's not the same guy. Anyways, uh, as Eric alluded to, for episode 100, we'll be treating you to an AMA for the hosts. So Eric will be providing us with questions from you, the listeners. If you haven't got those questions in, you have until about, what is it, uh, March 6th? March 6th. 2023. Yeah. Just kidding. 2022. <laughs> March 7th, and, uh, right? Well, March 6th. You got it. No, March 6th. You got it. Yeah, we're recording the 7th, ideally, right. uh, barring any shenanigans like Nick being tired. Um, and with that being said, that'll be episode 100. So there you go. That is what we're doing for the big 100. We have a few other surprises in store, so stay tuned. Today's episode is going to be kind of different than what we're used to we're finally implementing a new sort of betting head-to-head that we'll be using further it's no longer just the nfl head-to-head although we'll we'll keep track of the nfl records separately if we want to actually we'll keep track of all the records per sport separately uh but the head-to-head will be the all-encompassing we're actually going to be doing a three we're actually going to be picking three bets per week uh, with Thursday being hockey, Friday being the NBA, and Saturday being dealer's choice until the MLB gets their head out of the ass. The ass, not their ass. They're just in a ass. We don't know which one. Don't ask us why. But if you haven't been listening, Nick will fill you in a little bit later. So Pop Culture Pick'em, top five vacation destinations. We'll be covering UCL round one, leg two. Because next week's episode is probably going to be a little lengthy with the AMA. We're going to have the, our second edition of the NBA Power Rankings. If you remember, we did the first one in December. <clears throat> so now we'll do one in March, we'll do one in April, and then next year we'll, we'll be more on top of our own Power Rankings. And then, uh, as always, we have slated with what we'll kick the show off with. Nick bitches at us on MLB. <clears throat> All right, all right. Here's 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 my first. I'll just start off by I'll just start off by saying this. If you're the players, you need to quit saying the owners are ruining this. It is 100% 50-50. Do you like that? That felt like uh, anchor man. Right. 60% of the time it works all the time. 
This it, it, it is it is insane that the players are trying to appeal to the fans and saying we're out here trying to do what we love and protect the game that you guys pay money for. No, you're not. If you were, you would make demands that are closer, but still on your side of the fence to the owners' demands. I'll give you one example. The players are asking for an arbitration money pool of a hundred million dollars. The owners have put it at $20 million. That's their figure. In the last three days of negotiation, that figure has not moved. And it's a major sticking point for the owners. What figure hasn't moved? The arbitration pool money. Okay, what number do the players want? $100 million. And how much do the owners $20 million. In three days, in three days, it has not moved. I'm not saying you need to go to $20 million. I'm just saying you need to get a little closer to 50 million or what's the middle of those 60 million and there's been no movement from either because side. it be, from either side because it's millionaires crying about billionaires with the millionaires trying to convince hard-working fans blue-collar people that they're working in their best interest no you're not you're not working in best interest at all it is it is it is fundamentally ridiculous. You knew. So Rob Manfred ad- announced today that they canceled the first two series of the of, of the regular season. Boo! Boo! Uh, like 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 here's 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 the. Here's here's the crazy thing, and, and I, I'm I'm sorry I'm stuttering, but it's just because it's ridiculous, right? Apparently they they came closer today on the bonus pool, so I take back a, a little bit. There's a 55 million dollar gap in pre arbitration and a bonus pool for pre arbitration players. So what this means is after a player serves has two years of service time, he gets put up for arbitration, so he's still under contract by the team, but he is able to go up between an independent arbitrator and he's able to say, I think I deserve this much. And the team says, I think he deserves this much. And somebody looks at his stats and looks at his performance and says, yes or no, or here's the number you get. There's a $55 million gap between the party's latest offers. They're arguing on base threshold for competitive balance tax, right? Essentially baseball's salary cap. The players want more. Right, because the players also here's another thing: the players want the competitive balance tax raised, because then teams like the Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, Giants, who am I missing? Those big market teams can pay players more. The players could give two flying fucks about small market teams: Tampa Bay, Colorado, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. They don't care about those teams because they don't have enough money to play to pay players. Regardless of whether the players want to admit so or not, everybody wants to play for the Dodgers, Yankees, Giants, Red Sox because they will get paid the most by those by those teams. So that's one strike against the players. That's an $18 million gap now. For league minimum salary, there's a $25,000 gap in both sides' offers. How, say that number again? 25000 That's nothing. They just they 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 can't they can't agree. Oh my goodness, this is just dumb. 
it's it's might be some of the dumbest crap I've ever heard. And and just, apparently just and, get and, a and salary cap. And apparently now the players are are well, no, the players don't want a salary cap. I know they should, but they that's because they don't care about the people. Their their bloated inflated salaries fall on the fans. Yes, Jermaine, but their bloated inflated salaries have been decreasing the last four years. Well, yeah, because owners have gotten smart and they realize that people aren't worth it. Look, return on investment on Bryce Harper's contract. Would you say it's been it's been good? I think he hit what two eighty nine or something. Can you look that up, Eric? What did he hit before he got the contract? It was above two seventy five. I don't think he's hit above two forty since he got that contract. Manny Machado has uh, his yeah. has, has his returned? Because I I don't think so. Let's see who else who else signed a big contract. Francisco Lindor, how's that contract looking? Right. Yeah. So Bryce, uh, his last two years with the Nationals, he's hit three nineteen and two forty nine. And then with the Phillies, he's gone 260, 268, and 309. Oh, Bryce hit 309 this last year? Oh, Bryce. Oh, Jesus Christ. Eat our own words. But have have the Phillies made the playoffs? Yeah. I, like, I, I I, I don't know what to say anymore. I love the I, I I love the game of baseball. I really do. There's a there's a reason, and this is the funny thing, right? There's a reason that I moved to where I live now, because it was close to an MOB ballpark, and I was going to be able to like after work, park my car at my apartment and walk to an MLB stadium. Nah, but you don't <laughs> I, you you don't like. I'm not the guy that you should care about MLB. You should care about growing your game, and you don't. You don't. You care about growing your own pockets. Shame on all of you, and also shame on the players and shame on the owners for using Rob Manfred as a scapegoat. It's bad. Like, like now they're digging up his old past, and the players are saying, like, "Well, he's not respectful of the game. He called the World Series trophy a piece of metal." Yeah, because he was referring to an interview that the Astros in 2017 getting the World Series, people shouldn't worry about the World Series trophy in 2017, just the trophy, because it's just a piece of metal. Like, on to the next one. The 2017 World Series trophy doesn't matter. Well, I'm not going to strip him of the trophy, is what he said. And then he apologized, like, two days later, and he was like, I'm sorry, it was, I, I, I was not, you know, I wasn't in, in the right context. The Phillies have a 10-year playoff drought, by the way. Uh, who has, what, what was that, 2000? That's 2011, right? 2011 was the last time they played. Can you look up their 2012 roster, please? Yeah. Actually, no. Look up their 2019 roster. <laughs> this is going to blow your guys' mind. But the Phillies have not made the playoffs. They've had some talent. I don't know what's happening over there. This 2019 roster, I believe, had eight All-Stars on the opening day roster. But they traded him. Wasn't uh, Real Muto on the Phillies? Correct. He still is. Is he really? Uh, unless he signed with somebody else. I thought he was on the Marlins. No. He, no, he's the one that Jeter traded from the Marlins. Oh, so he signed with the Marlins and they traded Real Muto back to the, to the Phillies? No, no. No, he, got, he has not left the Phillies since he was traded from Miami. Marlins. Yeah. 
Yeah, it looks like he's on the Phillies. Yeah, so he's on the Phillies. That 2019 team went uh, 81 and 81. Right. And uh, they had Zach Wheeler, JT Romoto, mm-hmm. Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. uh, John Segura, Petey Gregorius, Aaron Nola. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them here. Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Is that dude's name really Tom Segura? No, it's Juan Segura. <laughs> Eric just said Tom Segura. Is Juan Segura an all-star? No. No, he's not. Yeah. Zach Wheeler, Reese Hoskins, JT Rilla Muto, Bryce Harper, Zach Effin, uh, Didi Gregorius, Aaron Nola. This was all on one team? Andrew McCutcheon. They had uh, Jake Arrieta. Oh, that's right. That's when he left the Cubs. Yep. Wow. Andrew Knapp, Andrew Knapp, the catcher, was on this team. Knapp was on there? Knapp was on the team. Mikel, Mikel Franco, the infielder, was on the team. Cesar Hernandez, Yo. ever heard of him? Yo, they had a squad. Jay, Jay Bruce was on that team. <laughs> Corey Dickerson, Bryce Harper, Adubel Herrera. Isn't Jay Bruce like 98? <laughs> he was, yeah. Yo, and that team didn't make the playoffs? <laughs> nope. What did, what did you say, Eric? 81 and 81? 81 and 81, yep. They were a 500 <laughs> baseball team? Get the fuck out of here. Man, the Phillies deserve everything bad. Yeah. How, how do you how do you only get 500? Mm. Yeah. There, that, there's some context in there that we don't, we're not talking about. Yet. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I, yeah. There's, there's injuries and poor play and. Just because you get eight all stars on a, on an opening day roster doesn't mean that you're you're gonna win games. There's there's a reason you say opening day because they got traded midway through the season. So go ahead and tell us the bluff, Nick, on this CBA argument. Well, that that was it. The owners and the players are apart on every major issue that they consider important, and none is willing to. Everyone gives ground a little bit of ground and thinks that they've just moved mountains. Are they still getting rid of all those minor league teams that they wanted to get rid of? Is that something they still uh, have? That is not. In everything I've read, that has not been a major thing that's being discussed. So I would assume yes. So they conceded that. That's I so prob- the, the players probably yes. They said, oh, we'll give you. We'll, we'll get rid of those minor leaguers. We don't need them anyway. Yeah, they don't We're already major my, leaguers. They don't f- affect my pocketbook. <laughs> so for those of you listening, bottom line up front, MLB sucks. And they will not be playing this season. Do you think? Uh, how long do you think this this holds out? Season. We're not playing. Se- season ending lockout. Yeah. Not even a sixty game season. And I think I'm nervous to say it, but I would not be surprised if this kills baseball. No, there's too much money on the table for that. That's not going to happen, bro. This may kill baseball with the fans. I think, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think they will play baseball again, but it will, it will, it is going to be, it, it is going to be the fifth most popular sport in America. They're going to be, ooh, soccer's taking that. You're telling me it's going to be football, basketball, soccer, hockey, baseball? Correct. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. What's the order again, Nick? Say it. So I just want to hear the pain in your voice. Football, basketball, 
Soccer, right? Over hockey. Soccer, yeah. Soccer, hockey, baseball. Golf, then baseball. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, all right? That's like me talking shit about my brother, and then somebody else comes in and talks shit about my brother. Golf's not going to be more popular than baseball. <laughs> Look, I can make fun of the Air Force, but you cannot. Right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Yo, it's going to be the sixth most popular sport. Actually, where does UFC rank on this? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'd still say baseball is probably more popular than UFC. I yeah, I yeah. It's it's pain it's it's painful to say. It hurts me to say, but it's could baseball be number six? This just in, kids. Breaking news. Major League Baseball is now considered the sixth most major sport in the, uh, North America. I mean, look at what happened after the '94 strike. You needed a you needed a an impossible home run derby, like statistically improbable home run derby. Followed by Barry Bonds hitting every single ball into the stratosphere. Baseball should continue testing for steroids, but allow steroids, right? right. If you take steroids, your your contract caps out at 20 million max. <laughs> if you perform without steroids, you can have the moon, right? Like Bryce Harper's contract, you can have that kind of contract. But bring steroids back. We want to see stratospheric baseballs. We're trying say, to take out Tesla's Starlink network, or is it SpaceX? SpaceX Starlink network. That's what we're trying to do. Here's my solution for baseball. If you take steroids and you break no team records, you like if you if you take steroids and you break no records, zero dollars for the year. Oh, I love if that. you take steroids and you break team records, ten million dollars. If you take steroids and break MLB records, $50 million to you, young man. I'm going to take the best steroids. <laughs> like, you can take steroids. That's fine. But if you're not breaking team records, $0. Oh, that's a lot of risks. What happens if you don't take steroids? Then, yeah. Then you get paid like a normal player. Like a normal player. Like at, normal. Your, at your production. At your production, yes. Can we just... Can we just discuss the hypothetical of Mike Trout on steroids? <laughs> no, because he's, <laughs> he's great, like not on steroids. Maybe he's maybe he's gonna take the maybe he's gonna do the the uh, Return of the Sith Barry Bond style. We we can have our modern day argument. Was Mike Trout a Hall of Fame player before his head grew to like eight and three eight and three eighths? Before that, his customized hats to fit his head. <laughs> Mike Trout on steroids would be. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what he would be. The Hulk? He'd be a 500 hitter. Yeah. Kyle, have you, have, have, have you, have you seen the video of Kyle, of Kyle Schwarber at the All-Star game? And Kyle Schwarber being like, man, they say, bright, they, say, they say Mike Trout is in a slump right now. And he looks up at the board and he goes, he's hitting 298 this year. I'd love to be in a slump and hitting 298. <laughs> I have seen that video, actually. Shout out Kyle yeah. Schwarber, my boy. He's Kyle sacri- Schwarber is a linebacker who just couldn't hit. That's that's he, what I think. He No, he can hit. No, he, couldn't hit on a football field. So the, he was oh, like, you know what, I'll go play baseball. Oh, couldn't hit on the football field. I was like, no, he – no. Kyle Schwarber sacrificed his knees, his future picking up his grandchildren – 
to win the Cubs World Series. And that man for, will forever have a special place in my heart. He can no longer play ca- he can pl- no longer play catcher cuz he put the Cubs on his back like a backpack. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, I I, I mean I think that's I, the 20 minutes of ranting about baseball is enough. Uh So just to give you guys a little context. Um, guess not. I'm ready to rant again. Pay-per-view. 2.2 million. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Nick talked over you. Say that one more time. The highest UFC pay-per-view all time was 2.2 million. Uh, last year's World Series, uh, six games, averaged 11.75 million. And last year's PGA Championship had 8.4 million. So baseball is not more popular, or golf is not more popular than baseball. Soon enough. Well, th- this year when golf's PGA Championship hits the eight million, and baseball's World Series has zero. Right. Yeah, that's they true. they that's will have true. surpassed. Uh, so uh, how, that seems skewed, though. To so is it is is two point? So it's two point two million buys. Buys obviously more. That doesn't watch. mean watch. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really interesting metric to how they would gauge the popularity of UFC vice baseball. But eleven million a game for a six-game series is that's healthy numbers. It's pretty good. Didn't I would, they say that? Like, didn't, didn't they say the Super Bowl this year was watched by two-thirds of America? <laughs> two hundred and I was actually going to bring that up. Two hundred and eight million Americans watched the Super Bowl this year, according to Nielsen's uh, something something ratings. Right, right, right. So football's it, back, baby. Oh, <laughs> Two thirds of the population—that's insane. Hey, Eric, can you look up what the what the um, what the stadium series gets? NHL stadium series. What viewers they get? Is that the Winter Classics that you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, well, they 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 do they do the winter. Yeah, look up the last Winter Classic, but they also do stadium series now, where it's, it's like the outdoor games, though. Right. Correct. Right, yeah. yeah. But they do yeah. the Winter Classic every year. Is pretty good. Yeah, similar to the ilk. All right, after right. this, we'll have to get into the pop culture pick them. Thank God <laughs> it's vacations and it'll be a little quicker. But right. these pod, I don't, for those of you listening, give us feedback. Are the podcasts too long? Are they more enjoyable, the format that they are, and you just hear us talking shit, especially about Eric's big head? Or, uh, you know, we can't, we can't get a camera. We can't get a camera until they basically make one that fits Eric's head because well, he's not in frame right now. Yeah, I think I think James Cameron's ego is creating one for his next movie, so, so we can yeah. we can use that one. Anyway, so the Winter Classic had 1.3 million last year, and on the Super Bowl theme, it was 112 million people. 112 million what? 112 million views for the Super Bowl. Well, I have the notification right here that we're 2022 talking. 2022 Super Bowl tops 112 million viewers. Oh man, did we just throw all of Eric's data out the window now? Custom study from NFL. Nielsen found that 208 million in U.S., about two-thirds of the population, watched Super Bowl LVI. Custom is, study. from You understand that first sentence? I know. The, the NFL yeah. says the NFL is the most popular. Yeah, I know. It's the best. And so it's reliable source. Right. <laughs> well. All right, Nielsen. Uh, yeah. So Nielsen initially reported that 167 million unique users viewed the game for at least one minute, but the sp- the study looked closer at viewership among groups at parties, bars, and restaurants. 
The second look was based on a survey of 6,600 households and was conducted by Nielsen through National Opinion Research Center at the University of Chicago. Nielsen also found that 90% of all people using a television on February 13th were watching the Super Bowl, the highest such share in history. <laughs> Can you imagine the guy that had the Super Bowl on for one minute, one second, was like, no, no. not for me. This is whack. That's so funny. What a skewed, what a skewed number. It's only a minute. So if I'm walking by or if I'm walking in line to pick up my food from the bar and the and it's on, that's a minute. They got you, bro. Like that seems if you're just standing at the counter, like waiting, waiting for your food. You're like, Yeah, so you're like zoned out waiting. NFL's like, gotcha, you're on Nielsen. What a load of malarkey, bro. Is a, that is a ton yeah. of malarkey. Got you. You're on Nielsen. That's funny. That's, <laughs> that's, that's bull honky. Gotcha. You're on Nielsen. Welcome that- to the Nielsen. Welcome to the Nielsen report, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. So pop culture pick them. The order is myself, Eric, Nick. Um, and it's top five vacation destinations. Off the top of my head, I will go. Oh man, Kiev, Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's pronounced Little Moscow these days. All right, all right. In all seriousness, I'll go ahead and pick. um, I want to New Zealand. No specific city, just the island of New Zealand. Do we have to have been there? No, I, no, this is just no. I did this, I did this in honor of all the baseball players that are going to be on vacation for the next year. So I was thinking, where I'd want to go. <laughs> why did you not say Eric before this started? That's hilarious. You got to say that. Speak up, bro. You know how many times he's turned to me? He's been like, I thought of some funny comebacks, but I decided not to say it. You that, know what you did. That, that sound <laughs> Nick just made is all the listeners at home being deprived of your fucking comebacks, you dickhead. All right, so that's hysterical. Uh, with that being said, yeah, I still take New Zealand. I, would I wrote, say, I wrote I my would list say, on places that I've been. I'm like I would scratching say, my head over here. I would say not, not visited. Destinations you want to visit. Let's do that. Oh, Jesus, I've forgotten about like two of them. So don't pick a place you've been to. Pick a place you want to go to. I'm going to pick places I've been to. Go, Eric. Uh, For me, number one will be Switzerland. Oh, damn. That's a good one. That's why. You've already been to the places you've been to. Yeah, but I can still recommend them as good travel destinations. Yeah, put those in your honorable mention. Nah. Uh, My first pick, I'm going to go Mykonos, Greece. That's a terrible pick. How is that a terrible pick? Cyprus is better. It's the gay capital of the world. No, San Francisco is. No, that's not true, dude. Mykonos is Mykonos has rich is is rich though. San Francisco is rich in poop. Um, all right, Mykonos first pick. Uh, I'll say it just because it's a good because it's always a good time. Las Vegas. Second pick. You can't go for more than three days, then. Right, of course. <laughs> for those room, listening at home, room through three advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pro tip. Pro tip. Pro tip. Uh, Eric, you're up. Uh, so the Netherlands, most more specifically, Amsterdam. Okay. 
I think we may have lost Jermaine. Did Jermaine's computer just? No, I mean you can't see me right now, but it's because my my display cord is is wonky. So give me one second. Oh, cool. You guys can still hear me though, right? Yeah, we can. Hear Correct. This. Okay. And so can the viewers at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, because they can never ever see me, anyways. So the um, shoot, you took Netherlands. I'll go ahead and take um, Costa Rica. Oh, good choice. At the Costa, the Costa Rica, in a world where you da 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 da. At the Costa, the Costa Rica. Oh, it's my. It's still. My it's your turn again. Yeah, I was like, is he just gonna keep singing and not give us our, his next pick? It's like okay, like. Uh... <laughs> Yo, that was fabulous singing. So you're welcome, listeners. Uh, my next pick, I'm going to go ahead and hit a little bit of a uh... – let's see. Where do I want to go in the world? Does Diego Garcia count? I thought about it. So I thought about <laughs> saying it. And I was like, nah, people can't travel there. Uh, let's go ahead and put South Africa on the list. Well, that's a good one. Not to be confused with North Africa. <laughs> so for my third pick, I'm going to go with Croatia. North Africa. <laughs> so dumb. You're laughing. That's a good job. Croatia's, Croatia's great. Yacht week. We're going to have to hit up yacht week. We're going to have to hit up the coast. You know why Eric wants to go to Croatia? <laughs> he wants to wear his French jersey with the two stars when he's there. That's the only shirt he's going to wear. Yeah, and I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't think that's a great idea. That's Eric. not the way you want to endear yourself to the population, Eric. Right. And Eric, we're going to be on yachts. So I, I don't think you're going to be allowed on the yacht. You, we, If we're on yachts, there's no shirts, bro. All right. Mykonos, Vegas. Uh, this one's incredibly close to my heart. Lake Como, Italy. Who are we supposed to meet in Lake Cuomo? Is that George Clooney? George Clooney, yeah. <laughs> I will meet George Clooney in Lake Como, Italy. No, bro, I, I am for it. We should film our own road trip type movie. <laughs> and just have him in it? But we'll call it Air Trip. Because <laughs> we're going to have to fly there, obviously. Right. <laughs> well, no, you don't have to fly. We can call it uh, Water Trip. No, ain't nobody trying to be on a boat for that long, especially since Eric's gonna want to tag along. Oh, gross! <laughs> we'll put him. We'll put him in coach with the rest of the commoners. Right. <laughs> I think it's called. I think it's called second class on a boat. <laughs> Actually, no, Eric, you you'll be doing the little the little jig with the third class passengers. <laughs> no, that's called intern class intern class they're like are you bringing your assistant on board I'm like no he's an intern they're like oh fourth class then let, let oh. us show you down to baggage sir <laughs> show you where you'll be staying all right so you got lake cuomo and you still have one more picture lake como cuomo. i'm gonna go to say it, cuomo. i'm gonna go a place that i haven't been monaco for one reason and one reason only, something that the three of us will attend at one point in our lives, and that's the Monaco F1 Grand Prix. 
Bro, that's so crazy that you brought up Monaco. My older brother just texted me, bro, Elon Musk was in Iron Man 2? <laughs> guess, guess where he was? He was in Monaco at the he race. He was in, yeah. at the Grand Prix. I only know that because I saw an Instagram thing about it like two days ago. Oh, that's probably why he hit me up. I'm like, yeah, yeah dude, did you not remember seeing Elon Musk? Yeah. But this was before. Well, that was Elon, before he was cool. This is before the legend of Elon Musk has right. made the rounds of the internet. This was before he puffed the J on old Daddy Joe's podcast. <laughs> I know, Joey R. <laughs> Joey Rogues. So you took Monaco as your fourth pick. That Correct. brings us back to Eric. Did you see? Eric does this all the time. No one would have picked Croatia on this podcast. Right. And he said, damn, because he didn't pick Monaco. But he had three <laughs> picks not, before, bro. It's not like the AI situation. Like, Monaco would be dope, but I'm going with you guys on your vacations anyway, so it's cool. <laughs> not in, un, uninvited. <laughs> I wasn't going to try to stick to Europe, but I'm going to go with Brazil. Just the entirety of Brazil? <laughs> Just Brazil in general? <laughs> That's a big-ass place, but yeah. hey, I, I've been doing the same thing, so I can't really knock it. But <laughs> Yeah, I have uh, been going very specific with my picks. Yeah, I so like I would love to go to Johannesburg, South Africa, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if apartheid has really been defeated there. I mean, you'll be fine. <laughs> they don't really care about, about you. Sir, you have money. <laughs> yeah money it's solves so, all it's so funny how america's always treated like we're so racist and then you actually look at the world and you're like ah, i mean no we're just we're just america we adopt other people's stuff and we make it shittier yeah 100 <laughs> percent. so we adopted racism and we've just made it racism light yeah shout out our fried rice <laughs> so, made by hispanics in the back of a restaurant called china one or china two or a golden chopsticks <laughs> golden chopsticks golden dragon <laughs> number two <laughs> and any of you that have eaten at that restaurant that is not racist that is you you look up golden dragon and you will have one within 25 miles of you <laughs> no dude these are all actually actual chinese restaurants yes china one i have a china one by my old house Bro, that's the best when when it's a when it's clearly a chain, but they're like, we're just gonna name it number two. Like, right. what was it was like? Submarine sandwich shop two, submarine shop sandwich shop three. I'm like, you you are a sucker for things that tell you exactly what they are. Yo, shout out ball court puzzles. Shout out iPhone apps <laughs> that tell uh, Jermaine exactly what he's doing with them. If y'all are looking for some fire games, ball sort puzzle and number match, you do exactly what it describes. There's no confusion on what the what the game is about. All right, so that's on to me with my fourth and then my final pick. I am going to take uh, Area 51 for my fourth <laughs> pick. Come on, my list is fire. You guys already know it, bro. And then I'm going to go t- with Mars with my boy Elon. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, these last two were jokes. I'm sorry, guys. You didn't pop me, dog. <laughs> I couldn't resist, bro. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you in on a little inside baseball. My favorite um, – Nick is still laughing. That's so funny. My- Just because it's two faces <laughs> of the podcast. Like, I'm laughing for one. 
because I thought they were funny. But I'm laughing for two because I can literally, through my headphones, hear Eric's indignation over your responses. <laughs> my like, man, he, he cares more about this podcast than both of us because he's like, give real answers. Those aren't <laughs> funny. Bro, I started with Kiev. Did you really think I was taking this seriously? <laughs> yeah, and you've known him for how long? Oh my goodness. All right, so you 51 in Mars. <laughs> come on, fire choices. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, those are fire choices. But let's be serious, I guess. I'll go ahead and put uh Argentina on the list. I've always wanted to visit Argentina. The whole I'll, country? Yeah, the whole country. Yeah. So actually, everyone asked me what my plans are. And I was like, look, I want to retire in Argentina because it's the least of your heritage. <laughs> oh no! I thought you were talking about the German heritage. No, I was talking about the Argentinian one. Oh, okay. So no, I was yeah. definitely talking about the German one. Yeah, exactly. So, dude, I always pick places that are the the most removed from World War. Eric keeps picking these places that are easily attackable by Russia, and we've seen how willy nilly they are with what they want to do. Argentina's far from everywhere. I'm gonna retire in Argentina. Ain't nobody coming to see me. It might be a little cold, but I'll get a I'll get an alpaca jacket. You know what I mean? Handmade, yeah. handmade alpaca jacket. <laughs> and then uh, last pick after Argentina, I'll, I was gonna pick one that I've never been to. I mean, that I, well, have I think. Been to. Well, I think if you know anything about you, Jermaine, you don't plan on what you're gonna have for breakfast the next day. So to ask you what your plans are 30 years from now, it's like, well, they're all speculative. Yeah, 100%. I have a lot of good ideas. We'll see which right. one I enact. Uh, it could be plan Z, but Ooh. there are there are 26 plans. Right. Um, I'll go in and put Israel as my fifth and final place. I think it'd be cool <laughs> to, to experience all the spirituality there of that place. And also, the women there – are immaculate it's like israel and estonia have some of the most hidden beauties of the world germain germain says through his first four picks brags about not being in war zones then picks literally the most embroiled area in the in the last 50 years in world history yeah but that's that's common that's not war that's just that's like getting a glass of coffee you know what i mean (laughs) yeah war is common there yeah, one hundred percent. It's regular. That's every day. It ain't war. It's just it's just life. <laughs> it's just Wednesday. Yeah, dog. What's today? Tuesday. Yeah, that's Tuesday, March first, twenty twenty two. Tuesday. All right, Eric. What's your fifty five? Eric's so upset with my choices. Like, fuck you, Eric. You're this is He's so upset about a- AI from the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've been losing sleep over that. He's uh, he's still upset about Anna to Armas. Losing sleep over that one too. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. Maybe Dubai for my fifth pick. Oh, that's a good choice, Eric. It's your pick. How do you not know? <laughs> I just don't think I have enough money to go to Dubai. Nobody has any money to go to Dubai. <laughs> yeah, you fake it there. Trust me. <laughs> the people that have enough money to go to Dubai build six-star hotels in Dubai to live in. Right. Yo, you know what? If we when we go to Dubai, we have to go to the supercar graveyard. Shout out my homegirl, Supercar Blondie. Have you seen videos of her 
in the supercar graveyard? No. People buy supercars there, right? Like the hundred thousand plus cars. Obviously, that's what a supercar is. I was just explaining for the dummies who listen to this podcast. Shout out, Luigi. Um, <laughs> Luigi's gonna, Luigi's gonna get hot with me, bro. We got a, we got a, we got beef, bro. Eric, uh, make a mental, to no, a, a mental note. Write it down. Fifteen minutes from now, you bag Luigi. <laughs> so, the people who buy those expensive cars can't afford them, can't pay it, and then they come and take the cars. And instead of doing anything with it, they just put them in graveyards. Like how in America you can go find a Ford Focus and get a headlight from it to replace your own. They have that, but it's supercars in Dubai. It's crazy. It's fucking insane. I remember hearing from an expat that lived there. He said buying a supercar is like buying a hamburger. He goes, there's as much paperwork in buying a hamburger in America as there is buying a supercar in Dubai. You literally walk in and you're like, you fill out a form and you hand them your credit card and they swipe it and they're like, it's yours. Well, that's why they have a graveyard. There. Right. <laughs> they probably need to tighten up their regulations. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. No, Dubai, actually, so Dubai's a great pick. You can ski indoors when it's like 400 degrees out in summer. Yeah. The best part about Dubai is they don't have tax. So if you start your own corporation there, you can just clean up the buckets of money. So when, when room 303 becomes a lucrative business, that's where we'll be moving this job. Yeah. Also, if you guys, that's a very good point by Jermaine. They offer, they off, they offer, excuse me, geez. That's the one talking. Oodles and oodles of money to just Americans who want to come to Dubai because nobody wants to go there to work. Jobs are like 250 plus. <laughs> Jeez, that's tight. Yeah. I'll go work there. What do I have to do? Clean a kitchen? Probably, yeah, for two fifty. They're like, you're the servant now. Eric's really good at sucking dick. How much would he get? <laughs> Nothing. He's gotta go to ba- <laughs> he's gotta go to Bahrain to do that. Yo, Bahrain's a good time though. Bahrain, uh good time. all right, so uh, fifth and final pick, Nick. Yeah, so uh in honor of Diego Garcia. I'm going to go with the closest island that people can actually visit, the Seychelles. Bro, that that was that's my all-time favorite tourist destination, but I've been there. That was going to be my honorable mention. I have not been there. You have not been there? Not been to the Seychelles, no. Well, boy, do I have some stories of Seychelles. <laughs> oh, boy. What a great place. So my, so my five picks starting from first and then going to fifth, Mykonos, Las Vegas, Lake Como, Monaco, and then the Seychelles. All right, Eric, what's your picks? Uh, so Switzerland, Amsterdam, Croatia, Brazil, Dubai. All right, and then the winning list is New Zealand, Costa Rica, South Africa, Area 51, and Mars. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding. Sorry, I said that wrong. It's actually Kiev, Costa Rica, South Africa, Area right. 51, and Mars. Right. Just all right, just kidding. Before Eric kicks my chair, it's New Zealand, Costa Rica, South Africa, Argentina, and Israel. Yeah, uh, a couple of honorable mentions for me: the Caribbean, just anywhere. <laughs> yeah, pick a spot. Pick a spot. Pick an <laughs> island and go to it, and people will look down on you while serving you <laughs> like beautiful, made like t- like uh, tiki drinks, uh, and then uh, Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii is fire. 
<laughs> um, I do like um, honorable mentions. Panama, Panama is tight. Um, let's see, uh, Australia. I would say West Coast Australia. Singapore is awesome. Japan is awesome. And one of my favorite cities I've ever been to is Lisbon. Oh, yeah. Lisbon has a special place in my heart. And then finally, uh, Ila Nubar. Mm-hmm. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's my fire last pick. Isla Sorna for me. Isla Sorna? <laughs> yeah. I don't know which was that one. Is that it's also the Jurassic island. Park? It's, yeah, it's the first island from <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> I know you guys can't see Eric, but he's so angry. <laughs> we both picked islands from <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> and the funny thing was, you didn't see Eric get it until I said Isla Sorna and then sat here with a little shitty grin on my face. And Eric was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's so mad. He's so angry. I'm not angry. It's like fucking 500 degrees in this apartment. It is crazy. Good thing they they haven't invented air conditioning or fans yet. It's like a sauna in here, bro. (laughs) Good thing they haven't invented fans yet, Eric. Oh, all right. That's enough for the pop culture pick. I hope you liked our What did Eric pick? Did Eric read them out already? Oh, did, yeah, he uh, went before me. He went, did you oh, give it? Yeah. Oh, honorable mention Egypt. Would be Egypt, yeah. I just want to say the No, hell yeah, I get that. Yeah. You don't have to explain yeah, that. Yeah, why are you explaining that? That'd be dope. <laughs> it's one of the seven wonders just, of the world. He's so used to being bagged that he's like, Egypt, you know, because of uh, all. And we're like, no, Eric, dude, that's good. <laughs> yeah, there's also a Sphinx. Don't sell that shit short. Right. Uh, yeah, that's where aliens came and started like, our civilization. Yeah, like Alexandria. Bro. Alexandria would be dope. Oh, you know what would be cool? Uh, a trip to visit the Dogon tribe. <laughs> I like uh, Tierra del Fuego, actually, for my next travel <laughs> destination. I want to go to the dark side of the moon. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it's Mercury for me. Uh, <laughs> Eric, why do you get so angry at this? I want to go to the first Halo ring. I want to go to literally, <laughs> literally the core of the Earth. Is my next travel distance. Hollow <laughs> Earth? Yeah. Ooh, let's visit Hollow Earth, baby. Eric, have you ever been to the inside of a volcano? No. Yeah. Great travel spot. The, the food's good. <laughs> yeah, the lodging kind of, you know. <laughs> the lodging, the prices are a little hot this time of year. I'm going to book one and let you know how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of scorched earth. <laughs> the drinks are flowing, though. <laughs> Let me tell you, the smoke there gets you higher than giraffe pussy. All right. With that being said, Nick's chugging wine. Eric's shaking his head. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. Nick is going to take us through the UCL round one, leg two. Go ahead, Nick. Take it away. All right. So I was pouring wine earlier uh, and also trying to look at the screen. So I've poured wine all over this prediction list. I can still read it, but. Uh... <laughs> oh, wow. You weren't even kidding. <laughs> no, I wasn't even kidding. And you know, you're supposed to drink that, right? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'll drink it when the wine, when the wine's gone. Uh, all right. So for our first matchup, uh, it starts in one week. So the eighth, exactly one week, the eighth of March. It's the first game. The first game we're going to get is uh, Inter traveling to Liverpool. 
Liverpool won the first game 2-0. Uh, obviously, so the Liverpool's at home. Um, Liverpool has been fantastic at home. Uh, they've won their last four games in the Champions Leagues at home while, while Inter on the road uh, is draw-win-loss. I think Liverpool is going to win this game 2-0, and they'll easily take the 4-0 aggregate. Uh, move, moving on to the next game. Hold on. Is that a bet? 4-0 ag- aggregate? No, it's not It's not a bet, no. So no, none of these are bets. This so, is just what you, you think happens. This is just what I think happens. This is just kind of a review of round one and what I think happens. Right? Okay. So uh, second game of that first day, Bayern – at home against Salzburg, they tried. They tied the first leg one-one. Bayern kind of uh, vastly underperformed, uh, scoring one goal with a two point six six expected goals. Uh, obviously, Bayern has been dominant uh, in at home in the Champs League so far. I think Bayern dominates this game at least two nothing, if not three nothing. And advances against Salzburg. Uh, moving on, that second day, that would be what? The ninth next Wednesday. Two games. Real, or uh, PSG traveling to Madrid to play Real Madrid. And Sporting traveling to London to play Manchester City. Um, I, I, I kind of missed. Wait, Manchester City's not in London, is it? Yeah, I was just thinking that. It's okay. in Manchester. Yeah, by the sea. Um, <laughs> uh, guard's going to get really angry at me for that. So sporting, I predicted boldly last time, plus 900 sporting to get the win. Uh, they lost five, nothing to man city. And it was kind of over. I think in like the 15th minute when man city was up like three, nothing. Wait, 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 wait. Sporting lost sporting lost. Yeah. Five. I thought, I thought somebody on this podcast said sporting would win. I've already admitted that it was me. So, yes, I said that Sporting would win. Oh, I know you admitted it. I just want to rub it in again right. for picking a dumb bet. Uh, Man City has been fantastic <laughs> at home. They've won their last three games in the Champions League. I think they win this game. Eric made a good point yesterday. I think Man City has the potential to win this game, like 7 or 8 nothing. I think they're going to let off the gas. They win this game 3 nothing, and advance 8-0 on aggregate. You know who doesn't let their foot off the gas? Who's that? Bayern against Salzburg. Uh, no, Germany against <laughs> Germany against Germany against Brazil. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was, I, was like, I, I didn't know that you were waiting for me to answer a question. I was looking at you like, yeah, I didn't see that. Half your face is like consumed in the light. Um, that's because I'm gorgeous. Let's sure. see here. <laughs> Uh, so that's the first four games. Then we have to wait a week, and we have Atletico coming into uh, Manchester to play Manchester United. They tied the first leg 1-1. Uh, Man U vastly overperformed, only .56 expected goals in that one, uh, whereas Atletico underperformed. They had .33 expected goals. Uh, Manchester has been better at home than Atletico has been away. Win-win draw. Atletico win-loss win. I think this game ends 2-2, and we get to see the first UEFA Champions League abolishment of away goals. 
I think this one goes to extra time, and if not, PKs. Yikes! United ain't advancing. <laughs> and then you heard it here first. Atletico advances off that. Uh, next that that same day, uh, Benfica with a surprise tie uh, when Ajax came to visit them uh, in February. Uh, they tied two two. Um, obviously we, we've talked a lot about Ajax. Uh, there are pick to win the champions league. I mean, Benfica away, draw, draw, win Ajax at home, win, win, win. I think they're scoring something like 2.7 goals at home in the champions league, like 2.7 expected goals. And, and, and their goal total is higher than that. I, I honestly think that Ajax wins this. Doesn't this feel like an Ajax 4 nothing game? A 4 nothing Ajax game? I feel like Ajax wins this game 4 nothing. This is in... This well, is in this is in Amsterdam, correct? I almost said in Ajax. No yeah, like, this is not, in that's Ajax. Not, no, that's, that's not, not a place. Correct. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be in Amsterdam. Uh... Yeah, no, I I think Ajax come. I think they want. I think last game should not have. Uh, you know, should not. They should have won that last game. Is what I was trying to say. So I think they come back with a vengeance and get this one fairly handily. A three-one victory is probably what I'd pick. So that's funny that you said that. That's what I had before. I had I had this game either going three-one or four-zero. Uh, 4-0 is bold (laughs) like what like like what Jermaine said um like what Jermaine said the 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 first game between these two Ajax 2.2 expected goals uh Benfica 1.7 expected goals so uh, kind of a disadvantage in there but I mean it's it's 0.5 away so uh the final match day of this uh the Second leg of the round of 16, if I can throw so many numbers at you. Uh, Villarreal travels to Italy into Juventus. They tied 1-1 their first time. How, uh, Eric, can you look up the Juventus-Villarreal game? Did did Juventus score on an own goal? Or did they score on an incredibly lucky goal? Because Juventus, 0.37 expected goals uh, in that match. With a score? With a goal. obviously. But Juventus, though, last three games, Champions League at home, win-win-win. Villarreal, last three games on the road, win-win-loss. I think this one has the potential to have a lot of goals scored. Villarreal scores. Villarreal is allowing more than a goal and a half a game in the Champions League. Juventus is scoring more than a goal and a half and allowing a goal. Villarreal is scoring a goal per game in the Champions League. I think this one ends 3-2 Juventus. I could see it ending 2-2 and then going to penalties, though. Any thoughts? I don't know. Draw. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pro seeing a draw. I just want to see that, that was how the internet reacts to that. So I, I'd be down to see that, but so there, there, none of it, it wasn't credited as a known goal. Okay. All right. Reese credited it as proper goals. Okay. Interesting. So Juventus scored. Okay. 
So Juventus scored 0.37 expected goals, and they scored a goal. I think Juventus is fantastic at home. I would take them to win. You can probably still get them at plus money right now. Uh, The final game of the round of 16, uh, LOSC, Lille, travels in, or sorry, hosts Chelsea. Chelsea won the first round 2-0 in London. Got that one right. Uh, Chelsea has won their last four games in the Champions League. Uh, Lille is loss is two and two loss win win loss. Uh, I don't see this one. I I feel like this one has like I said with the Manchester Sydney one. This one has a a chance to get out of hand, but Chelsea takes an early two nil lead and and kind of lets their foot off the gas. But I think this one finishes two out Chelsea. Yeah, I, I'm going to go the other way. I think it finishes 2-0 LOSC. I think this Russian invasion is going to hang over the Chelsea head. Whoa. Tuchel's getting worked up in press conferences. I don't think these players are going to be ready to play, and they get caught off guard. They don't deliver when it's supposed to happen, and we go to penalties. And then Man. LOSC wins in penalties. Whoa, Eric, fetch me the odds. On Lali to win. To win against Chelsea? No, to win the entire thing. Yes, to win against Chelsea. Yeah, why would you? <laughs> We're talking about LOSC versus Chelsea. Do you have to clarify that? All that bullshit you just spewed, I was confused. Well, it's not my fault your team is a terrorist organization. <laughs> <laughs> I think, no. I think Inter. I think Inter needs just quit the podcast. No, this Corvada's just complete ass water. Everybody <laughs> at that company needs to get fucking fired. It's it's one of the worst. It's one of the worst. If guys. if uh, if I remember correctly, Chelsea to win was like minus two hundred. So, so that means minus one twenty five. Lille oh, is plus three fifty. Well, so well, that kind of speaks a little bit to your theory, Jermaine. So Chelsea is not as valued as they were a day ago. It's because they're whack, bro. First so we've already had the Russia situation. We went to a final against Liverpool, who's a top three team in the world. Took with the penalties. We switched out our premier goalkeeper for a shit goalkeeper, and it's what cost us the game. Oh, so you lost? Yeah, we lost. Huh. Hmm. You lost in penalties. You're comparing Leo. Hold on, hold on. I believe I said you would lose in penalties. I don't care what you said. You're wrong. And you just said you lost in penalties not too long ago. Are you guaranteeing this? <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. See, this is the new dynamic of the podcast now. That's that We're going to track the guarantees. That's because Eric doesn't have guarantees with all the dumb shit he says. So he gets to call people out. Look at him, how happy he is with his big old noggin. Hey, there's, there's perks of being an insert, baby. Perks of being a wallflower? Absolutely not. I don't guarantee this. I only said this to rile you up, and it worked successfully with your goonery. All right, before we move on, since we are a betting podcast, if you play these teams on the money uh, money line parlay, you get a plus 475. I think Liverpool, Bayern, Man City, Ajax, and Chelsea on the money line parlayed plus 475 book it 
the teams that I talked about, I also played, I'm not going to guarantee this, but I also played a nice uh, to advance parlay of all these teams. I played Liverpool, Bayern, uh, Real, Man City, Atletico, Ajax, Juventus, and Chelsea all to advance. I believe that paid plus 750 all parlayed together. Obviously, our odds coming from Bovada, the worst gambling website, and I don't know why we haven't moved on. Unless they sponsor us, and then I'll sing their praises. Well, it's because Five Dimes got blapped. Well, Five Dimes did get blapped. R.I.P. R.I.P. Five Dimes got blapped. But those are my, that's my uh, U-E-F-A analysis. Uh, I don't know why you said it that way, so I'm just going to go ahead and move on. <laughs> F.A. for the cup that Chelsea just lost. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and get into these NBA power rankings real quick. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we actually did our first ever Room 303 power rankings on an episode where Nick decided to phone it in. Uh, he had covid so Nick, Eric, and I took it upon ourselves to do NBA power rankings, and we allowed Nick to rank the worst teams while we ranked the good teams. Is that correct, Nick? Uh, yes. I don't believe I was in COVID. I believe I was in a tropical island. Tomato, tomato. Pecan, pecan. Potato, potato. <laughs> potato, potato. Banana, banana. How do you say? How do you say pecan? Pecan? You say pecan? I do say pecan, yes. And where are you from? I mean, I don't know. I, I, well, I guess I guess here's the thing, because I just thought about it. I love saying pecan when it's just like a pecan tree, but like when it's a pie, it's a pecan pie. <laughs> you had a speechless. Like I don't I'm know gonna so, I'm gonna solidly ride the fence. What are you shaking your head at? Who are you talking to me, Eric? I'm trying to find odds here. I have no idea what y'all are talking about. <laughs> Eric, how Look. do you say how do you say the nut that gets put in pie? Pecan. I'm glad he took it seriously. Not the not the twenty other ways that that could have gone. <laughs> considering, considering his favorite movie franchise is American Pie, that was a loaded question. Right. So, you know, I was expecting a completely different answer. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so Eric and I had a discussion the other day, and it's pecan. Yeah, I, well, does it really matter? Not really, but I think you're <laughs> dumb if you say pecan. Well, what, are you, what are you, a four-year-old who just learned how to pee by himself? Why, because he can pee? I pecan. <laughs> Man, I I didn't I didn't really think that this was going to be the hill you're going to die on on this podcast, but okay. <laughs> no, I'm not really. I don't really care about it. But we did make fun of this the other day, so I just decided to ask you to see what if you were wrong or right. Turns out, I guess I'm wrong. Turns out you're wrong. When you're wrong, you're wrong. Um. All right. So we'll start from the bottom. Last thing we have for the NBA power rankings coming in at 32 is Houston Rockets. Uh, they're on a nine-game losing streak. That's really all you got to know. They have 15 wins on the season, and they are tied with the next two teams win-wise, except the next two teams are 
what, three and seven in their last 10, vice one and nine. So the next team coming in at 31, we have the Orlando Magic, and then we have the Detroit Pistons at 32. What is wrong with this fucking document? Anyways. Um, then we'll have the Detroit Pistons, who are in an absolute dogfight with the Washington Wizards right now, 111-112. They're down one. I believe Kyle Kuzma just got fouled going to the line. It didn't really look like a foul, though. Jeez, that's a lot of ball. All right. Then coming in at 29, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder with one of the surprise rookies, Josh Giddy. They've got a lot of backcourt depth. They need to figure out what they're going to do with all these draft picks. But, you know, as LeBron says, Sam Presti's the best GM in the NBA. Uh, Indiana Pacers, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs round out 28 through 26. Those are some of the bubble teams currently. Um, then you have the Portland Trailblazers, New Orleans Pelicans, and New York Knicks at 25, 24, and 23. And if you're surprised to see the Portland Trailblazers and Knicks here after being playoff teams last year, so are we. Some of the biggest disappointments of the season with the Portland Trailblazers trading away CJ McCollum to the New Orleans Pelicans. Their their rankings buddy and the New York Knicks just um, someone said the other day that Tom Thibodeau decide deserved to be fired because or didn't deserve but should be fired because it looks like the locker room has tuned him out. Um, he just doesn't get it with the kids these days. The kids these days, am I right? Freaking kids, too busy living in the metaverse. <laughs> you bought your property yet? Uh, no, I didn't even know that was really a thing until I saw yeah. some kid was like a millionaire because he sold property. I'm like, how did, he, yeah. how did he get the property first to sell the property? I, the whole thing is confusing and only because I haven't read anything about it. <laughs> it's super <laughs> so, easy. Oh man. So 22, we actually have the Los Angeles Lakers. Is that the first surprise on this list for you, Nick? No, they're making the playoffs. So the Los Angeles Lakers are making the playoffs. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, there's 30 teams. So they're actually, uh, what are they, 20 or 19? Yeah, it's too low. For a playoff team and the eventual NBA Finals winner, it's too low. Yeah. So all those numbers are adjusted. Houston Rockets are 30. I don't know why I said 32. Uh, Magic are 29. Pistons 28. Thunder 27, Pacers 26, Kings 25, Spurs 24. Hold on. That's yeah, that puts them at 20. These need numbers next time. <laughs> Did you just list them out? Uh, yeah. What do you mean? The numbers next to them aren't correct. We'll talk about this after the podcast. We're not gonna say, let's go right you now. did like a whole point aggressively. I have a whole number system on the left. You're just not looking. Dude, that is not Uh-oh. how – I have to use the entire document to do this? Uh-oh. That's not – dude, you made a terrible document then. Uh-oh. You want yeah, I will make the document better because I'm, I'm the one who told you how to make it last time. Lakers at 20, Wizards at 19, which is shocking. The Washington Wizards are ahead of the Lakers. But if you really compare the two, there is minimal difference and – the Wizards traded Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. 
for the players that are keeping him in contention. It's incredible. <laughs> Isn't that like – I just thought that was like the chef's kiss of this power rankings is the Wizards above the Lakers because of that Westbrook trade, the much maligned Westbrook trade now. Right. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and they figured out that it's not correct. So, any thoughts on this Wizards-Lakers pairing? No, <laughs> I like it. I mean, I like I, I I like the I like the conflict of the Wizards getting stealing the stealing everybody from the Lakers that was <laughs> deemed uh, not good enough for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, it's so funny. LeBron Kyle Kuzma's balling this year. He's so good this year. <laughs> it's so funny. I was saying, man, maybe Kuzma's not that good. And then here we go. So Is, what, isn't it starting to get a little weird that when people get out from LeBron's shadow that we thought were maybe not good basketball players, they turn into really good basketball players? <laughs> Kyle Kuzma, Kyrie nope. Irving, Lonzo Ball. Nobody wants to talk about that, though. Yeah. Because LeBron is amazing. Maybe LeBron stifles a player's ability. I've said this for years. Yeah. You become one-dimensional as a player to play around LeBron because LeBron only wants you there to do one thing. It's it's been evident for most of the players that have played around him. It's it's incredible. It's amazing. Like, Chris Bosh was an outstanding talent. And when he went to Miami, he stood outside at the three-point line hoping for a pass. That's what big men are supposed to do, right? Kevin Love did the same thing. He brought in power forwards who can hit three at a respectable clip because he couldn't at the time, and then he kicked it to him in the corner. But nobody ever wants to talk about that stuff. So after the Wizards, we have the Hornets at 18. Uh, One of the darlings right now, everyone's rooting for them to get into the playoffs. Miles Bridges is – uh, most improved player of the year candidate. And if he doesn't win it, you know, you're looking at some of the other, there's some, a lot of players this year who have been very, very good. Tyrese Maxey would be in that category. Tyler Hero would be in that category. A lot of players that took the the next leap. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, very much in that category, but he's been doing it for years. He's just finally getting the spotlight for it. And then you have the Atlanta Hawks coming in at 17, which is kind of a surprise pick you really think about it based on standings where's atlanta i believe is the ninth seed which is incredibly disappointing for a team that made the eastern conference finals last year and decided to roll it back with essentially the same roster i don't know what the issue down there is but when your second best player doesn't get along with your best player yeah that's probably where the disconnect is. So John Collins, Trey, Trey Young need to figure it out. Maybe a John Collins, Jalen Brown swap is in order to get the Hawks and Celtics back on track. But with that being said, we have another surprise team. Clippers at 16. Los Angeles Clippers don't have Paul George. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. They traded for Norman Powell and Robert Cummington in a lopsided trade. And Norman Powell broke his foot (laughs) so he's out and they're still the 16th best team on the power rankings and they're six and six they have six wins in a row against the lakers with lebron on that team so i really don't know what's going on there then you have the brooklyn nets who 
we on the last episode we did when we did the futures, Nick, it was Brooklyn had the highest or the second highest odds to win it all, right? Uh they know they were the favorite. Brooklyn was the favorite. To Brooklyn win it all? was the favorite, yeah. No, no, Eric. Uh, well, I mean, he can answer the question at any time, right? <laughs> he just shakes his head no. I think uh, they were. They were the favorite. Were they the favorite for the Eastern Conference, and then they were. So they were the favorite for the Eastern Conference. Oh yeah, you're the Eric's right to win it all. Eric, so they, Eric has now gone mute, but he is correct. Yes, you so are a correct mute, Eric. We have Brooklyn Nets at 15, despite the fact. I mean, KD is has has finally been ramped up for some basketball activities. Ben Simmons has a back problem now. Did you did you see this? Yeah, because he's been carrying the 76ers for all these years. <laughs> <laughs> I think this podcast has just turned into can we make Eric more pissed off than he already is? Uh mission accomplished. Right. Yeah, so that's so funny. They traded for Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons. I don't know when he's coming to play. So ahead of them is kind of a shocking team. Are you ready for this team, Nick? Let's hear it. Minnesota Timberwolves. They, haven't they been like haven't they been rebuilding for the last like I don't know, six years, and yet they always seem to like find themselves at like seven through ten. Yes, that is accurate, <laughs> actually. But they've been rebuilding since they traded Kevin Garnett. Right. And, they, and they, I think since they got rid of Sam Cassell, they've been rebuilding. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Philadelphia 76ers assistant coach. Yeah. So the Timberwolves are actually at the seventh seed in the Western Conference. I know. that's, But every year they manage to like pull a little, sne- a little sneaky deek and just kind of they're in the playoffs. Is Right now they're in, but it's a play-in tournament now. Right. So, But even before the play-in tournament, they were always like seven through nine. No, for a while. That's how they, they were the number two pick last year. They got Anthony Edwards. Oh, no, sorry. They were the number one pick. They had Anthony Edwards. Oh, maybe I just maybe we just always thought the Timberwolves were like right there. The problem is, is a few years ago, Jimmy Butler got traded from the Bulls to the Timberwolves and they made the playoffs. Right. And then Jimmy Butler came back the next year and said, y'all a bunch of bitches. I'm going to beat you with yeah. the JV squad and punked them. And since then, you pretty much just consider them the punks of the league, which is not incorrect. Uh, Toronto Raptors, who were the champs two years ago, believe it or not. <laughs> what a crazy sentence. Comes in next at the 13 spot. Uh, they've recently caught fire, although they are 6-4 in their last 10. They are now uh, six games above 500, seven games back of first place, and they're the seventh seed in the East. Then you have the Boston Celtics, the sixth seed in the East, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, the fifth seed, rounding out 12 and 11. Cavaliers um, continue to play well, but they've been overtaken by Milwaukee and now sit firmly entrenched in a battle to remain in the top six seats. Uh, Dallas Mavericks... Uh, they are previously unranked, coming at ten on this list to to round it out. Um, seven and three in the last ten, sixteenth off- offensive rating, one ten, and fifth in defensive rating. That's where they've really turned around. Jason Kidd, who's a head coach known for defense, um, 
has really finally got them clicking in that regards. I think the Kristaps Porzingis trade has kind of lifted the shadow out of that locker room and it's just let allowed them to go out and ball. A lot of small ball units, a lot of three-point shooting on the floor. So it's they're a real fun team to watch right now. Luka Doncic, I believe, is seventh in MVP voting standings currently, just behind John Moran and DeMar DeRozan. The Nuggets come in unranked on our list. Uh, feel free to jump in if you want. All right. <laughs> so eight and two in the last ten. Is, has Eric continued to stay mute? Uh, yeah, he's lost his voice. Eighth in offensive rating at 112.2, which is amazing, considering the their second and third best players are playing right now. And they have this, they have the what sixth best record in the in the Western Conference, and they're actually tied with Dallas for the fifth. Uh, I guess Dallas has a tiebreaker, but they're above in this list because of Jokic is playing right now. And they are 11th in defensive rating at 109.4, third in assists per game at 27.2, and third in field goal percentage at 47.5. So it's a lot of uh, next man up getting it done there. Utah Jazz fall to eight from four. They're eight and two in last 10, first in offensive rating, 116.2, 12th in defensive rating, 109.4, fourth in three-point field goal percentage, 36.3, and three-pointers made, 876. Field goal percentage is 47.4, which is also fourth. Uh, third overall net rating, 6.8. Best bench in NBA overall bench net rating, 3.3. Uh, a lot of by committee in Utah. I hate Utah. They won't get it done in the playoffs again. Jermaine's uh, been hating Utah for years, by the way, so haters be quiet. So I've been right every single time. I want them to prove me wrong. I don't see it. They don't have a formula for playoff success. Nobody plays defense on that team except Rudy Gobert. And then people bag on Rudy Gobert saying he's not good because playoff teams can can it find can find a way to minimize Rudy Gobert by pulling him out of the paint. And the rest of their players don't switch, don't play defense, don't have any pride on that end, and then they get bodied in the playoffs. Until that changes, I'm going to keep saying what I say. Prove me wrong, Utah, I dare you. Golden State Warriors coming at number seven. What a fall from grace. They were previously ranked number one. Steph Curry was a darling story in the league. Broke Ray Allen and Reggie Miller's three-point record. Um, but they're five, they're five and five in their last ten. Clay is bad. Clay's missing a few games right now because of uh, illness, non-COVID. You have to say that now. Uh, they're tenth in offensive rating with 111.6. First in defensive rating, 104.5. Second in assists per game, 27.3. Second in steals per game, 9.4. And second overall net rating at 7.1. Draymond Green has been missing time with back issues. James Wiseman's still not back. So this team is getting hit with some injuries at an unseemly time, and it's really impacting their play. There's this narrative that Steph Curry is not good in the fourth quarter, despite having the most effective true shooting percentage in the fourth quarter. He averages, I believe it's like the sixth most fourth quarter points in the I mean, league. it's pretty good for somebody that was dead a year ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, dead a year ago, now not good in the fourth quarter. I mean, 
I they will find any way to make Steph Curry not be good at basketball, and I feel like it's just LeBron. Fans. I was about to say it's LeBron. It's LeBron's media company. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Bron Entertainment, and they are out there spreading these slanderous lies. I don't understand. The man is fourth in MVP voting right now. <laughs> the Daily Bronny is reporting that uh, yes. <laughs> that Steph Curry is Steph Curry reportable bat report reported bad at basketball according to unnamed league <laughs> source. <laughs> What's crazy is like Steph Curry has the outlier performances right, like every player, and he went two for eight in an epic twenty point collapse versus the Dallas Mavericks on Saturday, I believe it was. Uh, or Sunday, uh, maybe it was Sunday, and and now he's dead again. And so now he's not good in the fourth quarter. What an insane concept! Uh, I like how many times do I have to come on here and defend him and be right? So we actually have the Chicago Bulls coming in at sixth, previously seventh, so up one, but uh, situation's dire. Chicago Bulls record versus the top five teams in east or west is not great so they're struggling to beat uh top tier competition they actually just got the brakes blown off them against the miami heat on monday uh they're six and four in last 10 fifth in offensive rating 113th 20th in defensive rating and 100 111.4 points per game that stems from their three best defensive players all being on the shelf one for pretty much the entire year, the other two for the last two months. Um, first in field goal percentage, yeah, one of those was a dirty play from Grayson Allen, which nobody's really surprised. The Bulls are first in field goal percentage at 48.2, second in three-point field goal percentage at 37.4. Um, yeah, it's uh, Eric's note, playing through injuries, young guys getting valuable minutes for deep playoff run. I, I put that in there because – they're going to get Caruso back. They're going to get, hopefully, the Paul back. That'll boost that defensive rating. Minutes are going to go down for these guys because they have their experience. I could see them in the Eastern Conference Finals. You heard it here. Nick and I picked them to win the East at plus 1,500. Since I picked them to win the East, they're not doing so hot. (laughs) (laughs) But As is is the curse of my gambling. Yeah, Lonzo Ball's not back yet. Alex Caruso's not back yet. Patrick Williams is not back yet. They did just add an amazing depth piece in Tristan Thompson, who's phenomenal at guarding the pick and roll. Not really a shot-blocking presence, but he does something that Nikola Vucevic struggles with. So that'll be a key sub when you get into situations in that Billy Donovan will have to coach his ass off, right? So, uh, yeah, Chicago Bulls coming at six. So then we have Milwaukee Bucks, previously six as well. So those two jump up one spot each. Uh, same division. Milwaukee still trails Chicago despite our power rankings. They are also six and four in their last ten. But they are six in offensive ratings, so just one spot back of the Chicago Bulls at 112.9, literally 0.1 points per game. They are 13th in defensive rating at 109.5, which is funny because everyone's been saying the Bucks aren't good anymore. They don't play defense, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like they're oversimplifying the situation. Dante DiVincenzo, who's a pretty decent defender on the wing, missed a bulk of the season, now traded. Uh, Serge Baca come in. He hasn't acclimated just quite yet. They added Dwayne Dedman. 
Brooke Lopez has missed basically the entire season with a with the back injury. And he was an integral piece on that championship run last year. So Giannis is playing the most minutes he's ever played at center this year. And their defensive ratings actually better with him playing center than any other lineup they have. And anytime Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Giannis Antetokounmpo all play at the same time, they are decimating teams. It is not close. So, like Nick and I said, Milwaukee Bucks is probably the choice to make in the East. But we took the the beneficial plus fifteen hundred with Chicago, the darling run they're making. But Bucks money plus money to win the East, looking pretty. Um, and then last few stats for the Bucks is fourth in points per game, and second in rebounds per game, which are very important when it comes to postseason. So, um. So that's Bucks at five. So rounding out the rest of the top five, you have um, Philadelphia 76ers previously unranked. That was during the time that Embiid had COVID and they dropped, I think, nine of like 13 games. It was a really bad stretch when we did these power rankings. So in, in two games with James Harden, they're 2-0. He's had 25 points and 10 assists in both games. Six and four in last 10. First at free throw percentage, 81.6. James Harden and Bede are one and two for most trips to the line in the last two years. That's crazy. (laughs) That's that's crazy. I wonder if those two alone shoot more free throws than most NBA teams. I bet you those two alone shoot more free throws than the Golden State Warriors on average. I mean, Jojo went to the line, what, 30 times against the Knicks? I thought it was 22. He hit 23. Oh, my goodness. So he went to the line 30 times and hit 23. <laughs> Imagine if Shaq was that good at free throws. He'd be the greatest player of all time. He'd be the, he'd be the top scorer of like by 30,000 points. Yeah. No. Well, what's, the top- what's, the, what's the analysis that they did that if Shaq hit like like a league average on his free throws, he would have like the scoring record by like 10,000 points? Yeah, so uh, the current number is 37.5, I believe. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has 37,500 points. I think Shaq, if he hit a majority of his free throws, I will say a majority. I don't know what percentage they put, but I think it was he, league average. It, like at his throughout his career, what the league average free throw percentage was. If he hit that, which is probably like 66 <laughs> percent, all right, probably. Which is probably LeBron's career free throw percentage. So, like, yeah, he would. Yeah, dude, that'd be crazy. Forty-seven thousand no, no, points. I just read in the Daily Brawny the other day that LeBron <laughs> hits one hundred and ten percent of every free throws. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. So they're eleventh in offensive rating, ninth in defensive rating, and JoJo now leads the league in scoring at twenty-nine point eight. He's overtaken Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, by point four. Yeah, by 0.4, but he was behind him by, I think, 0.5 or 0.7. It was something like that. Uh, Obviously, that fluctuates at any given moment. Philadelphia looks good with James Harden and Embiid, but the question always is, does James Harden hamstring hold up? Oh, at three, we have a surprising fall as well in the Phoenix Suns. Previous rank number two, so not really that big a fall. The CP3 is out six to eight weeks with a hand injury. Uh, 
Mr. Glass, you know, from the uh, Unbreakable movies. Shout out Samuel. He's uh, Suns are eight and two in last ten. I believe they're on a two game losing streak though. Uh, fourth in points per game, fifth in assists per game, second in field goal percentage. Those numbers are 113.6, 27, and 48.2%. They're first in net rating at 7.8, third in offensive rating at 113.6, and third in defensive rating, 105.8. Way to be uh, way to be very alliterative, <laughs> if that's even a word. And third in bench net rating at 2.9. Uh, yeah, sounds are good. It's always the curse of Chris Paul, though. So we'll see what what they have in store for us. Hopefully he's back and healthy and he got these injuries out of the way. Uh, and number two, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. Previous rank eight, eight and two, last 10. Second in points per game, 113.9. First in rebounds, 49.3. First in steals, 9.9. First in blocks, 6.4. Fourth in offensive rating and eighth in defensive rating. So the Grizzlies are red hot right now. John Morant. Uh, what is he? The fourth youngest player in NBA history to have back-to-back forty-five point games, and one of the craziest buzzer beaters you'll ever see. Well, a- absolutely outstanding. The outstanding. literal, the literal definition of catch and shoot. Yeah, he said Derek Fisher is my hero. <laughs> shout out those hoop heads who know that Derek Fisher shot is ridiculous uh he was like Derek Fisher's like 0.4 seconds is enough time <laughs> for those of you listening though that was on the Lakers home court so did they start the clock on time we'll never know <laughs> and with that being said the last da- the daily uh, Bronny says yes they did start the clock on time <laughs> Last but certainly not least, we have the Miami Basketball Heat. Previous rank 10. Uh, 10, 10 spot jump. They're 9 and 1 in their last 10. They're seventh in offensive rating, sixth in de- defensive rating, 38.8 points per game from the bench. I'm assuming that's the best. Yes. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I was like almost 40. That's that's what Demar is averaging that by himself, like over the last twelve games, which is insane on its own right. Uh, and then fifth in net rating, four point eight. Miami just went head to head with the Bulls again. I think this was their third matchup this season, and they beat the brakes off Chicago. So Chicago's on current back to back losses: one to Memphis, which is number two team in our power rankings, and one to Miami Heat, who's our number one in the power rankings. But that is firmly entrenched them in the number two spot behind Miami. And it's starting to look like Miami's getting back to that bubble form where they made that finals run. And I'm telling you, the Eastern Conference is going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Yeah, my yeah, Miami's kind of heating up when you don't want them to heat up, right? Last 20 games of the season, last 10, last 15 games of the season. You yeah, don't you don't want to see a hot Miami team, a Miami Heat team going into the playoffs. I'll tell you which team doesn't want Miami to have the Eastern Conference road go through them. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. Because James Harden play, James Harden's play goes down in Miami because Miami has the best strip clubs in the country. hundred <laughs> percent. That's something you need to factor in. And his <laughs> hamstring, his hamstring can't take. What, 36 minutes of basketball plus a night of clubbing? <laughs> I was sitting here thinking he's going to be like, Jimmy G has a, 
you know, uh, a vengeance. Uh, he wants revenge on the Sixers for letting him go. Then he hits me with the James Harden strip club <laughs> No, Jimmy. No, Jimmy. Jimmy G buckets is paying the strippers even more just to keep James Harden out at the strip clubs. <laughs> Jimmy G Buckets is actually a promoter in Miami for these. <laughs> it's funny that you brought that up. Did you see the first person that tweeted James Harden got traded to Philadelphia? It was a stripper. It was the stripper that was giving him a lap dance when he found out. Yeah. That's classic James Bro, Harden. so the reason why I made that joke, I don't know if you know this. There is a Redditor. Shout out that redditor. I don't know his 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 handle, but he took the time to evaluate best strip clubs in the U.S. in in <laughs> cities in cities with NBA teams against James Harden's road performances, and found a correlation. Oh my god, dude! Found an analytical statistical correlation. <laughs> I wish I still had this link because it's so fucking good. That's when you're so good at your day job that it bores you, and when you get home, you're like, "Hey, I have all this analytical knowledge. Let me apply it to something I care about." Yeah, this dude's big data for sure. <laughs> oh my god, dude! That's amazing. He actually made a positive correlation between. Uh, road performance and good strip clubs. Yes, and I. And I Miami for, has the best. And I, and Miami had the best. And I forget is it if it's James Harden plays better where they have better strip clubs or James Harden plays worse. He has right? to play worse. Right? I would say worse, and that's why I <laughs> leaned that way. That's why I said that's the Philadelphia 76ers show. Also, just to pop Eric, <laughs> and so. So I'm looking it up. I think I found it. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's one of the Man, best. Man, dude, Eric is. If Eric actually found this, he's crushing this intern job I so did, far. I did. I'm gonna. We'll dive into this next week. Because all I, right, I ma- hey, make a note. Right. Make a note. Uh, Eric, Eric, Eric needs to take a week. So, so, I, I, Eric, I've I've read this article. I've read so, this Reddit. Like, I don't need. So he's got graphs on graphs on graphs, bro. Tell you. Dude, so he knows how to present his data too. Oh, definitely big data, dude. This big data, bro. This is Google. <laughs> All right, so his conclusion reads, I have proven to a statistically significant degree that the You know, apparently you're not allowed to use that anymore. Statistically significant. You can't use that term anymore, apparently. Well, let it slide because this is awesome. Well, I agree because it's it's dumb. Uh, That the game game performance of James Harden declines in cities with higher rated strip clubs. (laughs) Then he has a whole bunch of math shit that I can't understand. But basically, like one plus one, (laughs) his best performances are in Toronto, which have the worst strip clubs, and his worst performances are in Miami, (laughs) where they have the best strip clubs. Yeah, boy, I called it, ladies and gentlemen. I called it. You're welcome. This is a professional podcast. (laughs) Yo, Eric, you're gonna get matched up against the fucking Heat. (laughs) Something that's surprising Salt Lake City has the third ranked strip clubs in America. That is surprising, considering it's a mostly dry state. Yeah, with all did the- you did you know their beer can't be over a certain percentage? In, yeah, in... Kyle that. Shout out Kyle. Well, okay. Was it Kyle? All right, we'll yeah, give. Remember, he was stationed there for a moment. We'll give Kyle the credit. Yeah, I don't remember who told me, so at Kyle, Kyle it is. At least Kyle gives us stats. Luigi doesn't give us anything. Yeah, Luigi just bitches and moans. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, me. Luigi just makes fun of us for not knowing Chester A. Arthur. 
Oh, oh, you, you rebuilt the Navy. Why didn't you yeah. know that? You were the Navy. Whoa, oh, oh. What about Alfred, Al, what about Alfred T. Mahan? <laughs> That's uh that was a spot on impression of Luigi for those of you who right. never met him. <laughs> I haven't even met him, and I just knew that that was spot on. <laughs> and uh, let, and hey. let me say he's also a bum at fantasy football. Let's <laughs> let's uh, let's also spotlight Eric again, who is starting to crush this intern job. Nick told him precisely forty-five minutes ago, so he timed it perfectly. He found a natural way to squeak it in. He, he said, did. He said, "Make a mental note to bash Luigi." Whoa! So I just want to make sure we're spotlighting because we give Eric Holy crap cow, all Eric. the time. Eric, this this move to the city that you both live in has really has really is really paying off rewards for you. And this podcast in general. All the tens and tens of listeners are going to love this. Maybe not Luigi, but yeah. The Luigi, because he's a bum. <laughs> Fuck you. Go make my pizza. Mario was the better brother anyway. <laughs> Red's better than green. Uh, so with that being said, we were going to do a head-to-head pick but our intern dropped the ball and couldn't find a good odds for us to, to bet with. So we're going to go ahead and postpone it this week, which actually makes sense. We'll debut the new pick process for our head-to-head year-long matchups. So that means each year we will crown a head-to-head winner, and the next year that person gets to defend it. I mean, we've lost a few weeks this year, but it's not really a big deal. There will be more than enough bets coming your way soon enough. With that being said, do you guys have anything else that you want to get off your chests? Yeah, Marcus Stroman better watch what he says. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Marcus Stroman is a pitcher who was with the Mets, is no longer with the Mets because they did not re-sign him. He has been constantly bashing MLB commissioner Rob Manfred. And the last he's, person he's with the Cubs now, by the way. He is with the Cubs, correct. Thank you. He he better watch himself because the last pitcher, the last good MLB pitcher to bash Rob Manfred caught a charge. <laughs> he did catch a charge, but he beat it back. He got thrown a curveball, if you will. Wow, I see what that's, you did there. That's all I have. I'll, I'll see myself out, folks. <laughs> I see what you did there. Eric, you got anything? Yeah, I got two things. One, Lakers won't make the playoffs. Two, um, everybody, please send me your questions for the AMA next week. I want to get everything organized so we can have a great episode for you guys. All right, you heard it here from Eric. Uh, last thing I got. Brooklyn and Toronto are in a dogfight. Ten seconds left. Toronto's up two. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. As always, we have intern E. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.